right. Glory to God. Well, it's good to have the victory, faith, love, joy, peace, and uh, and all those good things. I our our message this morning. Uh, Scarlett and I we decided we're going to do a tag team. Is that okay? We don't even know what we're doing. We're making this up as we go. Got to get new writers, amen, on the material. That's what comedians used to say when their jokes fell flat. They'd say, I got to get new writers. You know, always blame the writers. We can't blame the writers because it's the Holy Spirit. So, you know, if it goes flat, it's not his fault. (laughs) It's our fault, amen. Anyway, I was... um, thinking about fear and, you know, how much fear has been promoted and and yelled at us over the last 18 months or so. How many know what I mean? I mean, they should call the news the fear report because, you know, as soon as they say, well, it looks like, you know, so many people have been vaccinated against the COVID, then they come up with, now there's new strains that we don't know if this one's going to, you know, on and on and on and on. And it's like there's a, you know, it's always been like that. It has never been less than that. I mean, in, in my time growing up, all I see in the news and the newspaper is the bad report because the good report doesn't sell anything. You know, they, I guess, to say, well, uh, welcome to... uh you know, Cleveland, Ohio, nothing bad's happening today. The sun's shining and everybody's happy. That just doesn't sell the newspaper. But a gruesome, a gruesome accident or something else, you know, that'll really sell it. And, um, you know, the Democrats said, uh, uh, and I'm not identifying with one or the other. I'm just telling you they're the ones who said it. The Democrats said, uh, about two years ago in, in, uh, elections, they said, never let a good crisis go to waste. We can milk and get something out of it. And so I think, I do think that that's what's happening today in the news and so forth. And so I thought it would be a good time just to preach a no fear here sermon. Amen? Message. And that's what we're saying. No fear here. Well, certainly no fear here at the church, but there also has to be no fear here in your home and in your automobile. And where you work and, and, and where you play and where you go. Amen. No fear here. They'll have you so afraid you won't even want to go to the grocery store. Because, yeah. you know, somebody drove their truck into the front door of one of them or something. You know, and before you know it, you're just home wrapped in, uh, bubble wrap. <laughs> right? Afraid to move. And uh, let's just see what the Bible is. That does the Bible say anything about fear? And uh, let's start with uh, this uh, scripture here. Let me find find my notes here. Yes, Second Timothy one seven is going to be our key scripture today. And. Uh, Scarlett, I think I'll have you read that and then any comments you have to make about that for our opener. Okay. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So we see that uh, God calls it a spirit, spirit of fear. Yep. And um, the opposite of that would be, of course, power, love and a sound mind. 
And the Bible says fear has torment. So wherever there's fear, there's you, there's going to be uh, tormenting to your soul, you know, to your uh, being. And um, I think that we have to realize as Christians, you know, things can come against us trying to cause fear, but we can resist that fear. And yes. because of the power of God and the love of God on the inside of us. Um, David said something last week that I thought was so good. You know, he, he, we were talking about resist the devil. I think that's one of our scriptures. Yeah. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And um, it's not necessarily always saying in the name of Jesus, I command you to go, you know, devil, you have to get out. Yes, that's a part of it. I'm sure we've all done that, and that is a part of it. But also, resistance can be when he comes to you, the enemy comes to you with a thought of fear or dread, then you can say, I'm not going to act on that. I'm not going to, you know, to dwell on that. We all have imaginations. God gave us an imagination, but uh, we have to we have to bring that imagination to the positive because it can go <laughs> to, you know, oh, my goodness, I've got a temperature. That means I must have this new strain of COVID or, you yes. know, it can go crazy if you allow it to. Yes. But resisting the devil would be would be uh, to that thought of, you know, it, your imagination going to the negative would be um, maybe even saying out loud uh to yourself, you know, God has redeemed my life from destruction. Amen. And um, acting and saying more of the word than acting and saying what the devil has tried to put in your head. Yes. And I, I love the part that says the, the opposite of, again, of fear. What he's given us is a sound mind, which makes it seem like that if you go with fear, you've lost your mind. <laughs> and you know what? That's pretty strong. In God's, in God's view of things, it's, um, it, and in God's view, He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand our fear. You know, Jesus, when the, uh, disciples were crossing over in the boat, you know, and, and, um, to the great Gadarene crusade, I always said, can you imagine that today? You, you book, you book this crusade, you're gonna have this big meeting and you get over there and you rented a boat and it's all kinds of expense and you get there and one crazy man comes out cutting himself with stones and you cast the devil out of him and uh, goes into the pigs and the pigs drown themselves and then the pork farmers at beg you to leave. It's what the Bible says. They said, please leave. You've destroyed all of our business. And, uh, so on the way back, I bet that was a quiet boat ride on the way back, you know, and people are wondering if Jesus missed God, you know, <laughs> supposed to be a joke. All right. <laughs> because boy, that would be what you, if you had a crusade team today and that happened, they would say, brother David must have really missed the Lord. He booked this and all this expense, and now let one crazy person came out, and then you know, <laughs> praise the Lord. Um, but Jesus, uh, Jesus did ask them. He said, "How is it that you have no faith?" You know, those are the kinds of questions you don't want anybody asking you. How is it that you can be so fearful? He says, "Why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith?" 
Uh, in other words, for a, a sound mind from God's viewpoint and from Jesus' viewpoint, it doesn't make any sense to have fear. Like, I don't get this. Why are you fearful? And I'll tell you why we're fearful is because we forget what we're preaching today. We forget the word and and we forget who we are. Like James said, we look in the mirror, walk away and we forget what manner of man that we are. Amen. But we're filled with the spirit. We're filled with God. We have the word. We have faith. Amen. We have the anointing behind us. Praise the Lord. Um, let's look at some more. We're just going to just read through a lot of scripture today. Is that okay? You getting anything out of this? All right. Like Brother Hagan used to say, how many would rather be here than the best insane asylum in the state? <laughs> Those days we had insane asylums. Um, and then what Scarlett just uh, quoted, James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. And how do you resist the debt? How do you do that? Just a lot of binding and rebuking and stomping and uh, warfare songs and whatever. No, you don't have to go through all those contortions. Um, what I heard one person say, how do you resist the devil? It says it's the same way you resist the Holy Spirit. Because <laughs> we've all resisted the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's moved on us, you know, witness to that person or or send an offering to somebody or whatever, and we'll just go, eh, I don't think I want to do that. And just you just don't do what he suggests. To resist the devils, just there's no harder than that. You just don't do what he suggests. You don't say what he's putting into your head. Right. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Then John, look at John 14, 27. Let not your heart be troubled. This is something that we can do as an act of our will, apparently. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Um, don't let it be afraid. Anybody here? Does this relate to anybody? It's just me and Scarlett's having problems. <laughs> you have to, you have to make a conscious decision. I'm not going to fear. Amen. Anybody been ever awakened in the night with fearful thoughts? What could go wrong? What's off? The devil will bring up every offense, everything that's ever happened, and uh, try to get you on that program. I've often said, if that happens to you, get up out of the bed, get grab your Bible, go to the next room or outside or wherever you got to go, in your closet with your flashlight, if that's the best place you can find, and go in there and and open the Bible and quote the word at those thoughts. Amen? Which brings up this next scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. Read that one, Scarlett, right there. It says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? Well, and we were talking about imaginations a while ago. Um, you know, you can hear a siren in the middle of the night and think, I used to hear these things when my kids were teenagers and thinking, oh, I hope that, you know, 
Not that wasn't my, kids, my child. Right. And, you know, then the devil will say, yes, it was because you don't know where they are. You know, and this <laughs> um, imaginations, again, right. can just run wild if you let them. And then uh, the uh, the next thing it talks about is the thoughts, you know, the thoughts and the imaginations. And so you really have to bring into captivity every thought. Um, it's it's almost like uh, if something was running around your house, maybe a mouse or something, you know, you wouldn't just let it run wild. You would capture it. Capture it. And uh, because if you see one, then, you you know, there's you know, there's others and you know that they can all multiply. And so you don't just let that run wild. And the same thing with our thoughts when we because all of us are going to have thoughts that aren't from God, either, you know, it's our own thought or it's from the enemy, the devil. And if it is against the knowledge of God, in other words, it doesn't line up with the scripture. It's come to torment you, yeah. uh, to bring anxiety, uh, to bring depression. And all these things are caused by fear. You know, uh, depression is uh, thinking about the past. Uh, depression comes from fear right. of the past, things, trauma, et cetera, that's happened in the past. Anxiety has to do with the future. What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen next week or next month or next year? Um, and so, you know, Jesus told us to stay in the moment, right? <laughs> he said, stay in the today uh, because, you know, the fear of past and future can really bring a lot of torment in your life. Yeah. And there's so much depression and anxiety today in oh, our Lord. world yeah. so we don't need to let that run wild in our head we need to capture those thoughts and i think the best way that i have found to capture a thought is to ask god now what do i say to that what you know what do i say to that thought the other day i was really worried about something that had come up in our lives. And I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, you know, I just took a walk and I asked him, I said, what do I what do I do about this? I am worried. I might, you might as well be honest. He knows anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I am in fear about this. What? And uh, the Lord brought um, Philippians to me that said, be careful for nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that word careful means full of care. Full of worry, full of anxiety. And that's exactly what I, where I was right then in that moment. And he said, be careful for nothing, but by everything through prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God will keep, yes. you know, peace of God will be there. Uh, and so, um, what I did then, I acted on that word. I said, okay, Lord, you said don't be full of care. And so right now, I am praying about the situation and I prayed about it and I said uh, what I didn't want to happen and what I did want to happen. I put it before the Lord and then I said, I am not going to worry about this anymore. And if it comes up in me, I'm going to say I already prayed about that and I already put it in the hands of God. I'm not going to take it back into my hands. And so I'm going to live rejoicing today. I'm going to live glad today that God is big enough to take care of this situation. And when we really think about it, there's nothing I could do about it right then anyway. No, no. We think sometimes if we worry enough about something, it'll fix it. And that's not the truth. All it does is tear down our mental health and, you know, bring anxiety, et cetera. Somebody somebody said one time, uh, 
we, we know how to worry the problem, you know, worry the problem. Like you just, you focus on it and you think of the, you, you can hear things that have been said to you. You can feel the anxiety from that and, or a, a letter from an attorney or whatever the problem would be, right? That you're dealing with at the time or not a, your bank statements, not very exciting, whatever, you know, anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, it's just like, Ugh. And uh, you can just go over that. It just seems to play like a broken record. Now, millennials wouldn't know what a broken record does, but <laughs> we all know that a broken record is the needle. Somehow the record's been scratched and it just goes in that same groove, right? You know, over and over. And that's what these thoughts are like machine guns. Yeah. And and they go, you know, rat-a-tat-tat into our a skull and uh, to our heart even if we let it it'll seep down in our heart and really get a hold of us to where i mean it can physically affect you where your hands are shaking and you can't breathe anybody ever been there like you just you think i can't even get my breath here from this thing this thought and so um somebody said well we know how to worry the problem but what we have to do is worry the word it's like what what you do with the the way that you are reciting in your mind, and maybe you're even talking it to somebody, which is worse. Right. But you're reciting this thing over and over and over again. Everybody calls, "How you doing?" Well, you know, well is always a problem. The word well, you just stop at well. How are you doing? Well. I'm doing well. But instead, it's usually, how are you doing? Well, and you you can tell by the tone of that, that something bad's coming behind it, right? Well, we were doing pretty good, but then, you know, the cat died and the water tank blew up and the tire went flat. And, the, you know, it sounds like a bad country western song, doesn't it? You know, you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Four hungry children and a crop in the field. <laughs> and, uh, that's how we can feel like a, like we've got, we're living the lyrics of a bad country western song, you know. But, um, we know how to worry them. We certainly all are experts at worrying the problem. But what we have to do is worry the word, so to speak. Amen. Start getting that word of God going off in you like a machine gun. And res- that's how you resist the devil, too, is is you push back with the word. Yes. Um, and it, it you can see here how strong fear is. Uh, Job 3.25 says, uh, Job said, For the thing which I greatly feared, almost had a faith for it, mm-hmm. is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of, is come unto me. And I'll tell you, fear, uh, like faith, it's almost like uh, spirit, the spiritual, the laws in, in the spirit realm. Faith will attract good things to you. Fear will attract bad things to you. It is a magnetism to it. Amen. So I find myself, if, if there's something I start fearing, I start counterbalancing and counteracting that with, well, that can't happen because, and I say why it can't. 
Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. No weapon formed against me will prosper. The devil's a liar, pants on fire, whatever. That's David's. You won't find that in the Bible. Uh, and then another scripture, uh, Luke 21, 26, Jesus said the same thing about this day in which we live. Men's hearts failing them for fear, not from disease or, uh, you know, attack or military failure or whatever, but uh, murder. <laughs> but men's hearts failing them for fear, just fear itself can stop a heart. Uh, and for, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. Now, I thought that was so, that scripture was so pertinent for today. Amen. How yeah. many can see the things that are coming upon oh, yeah. the earth? And, uh, we've just started the summer. We don't know what kind of uprisings there might be in certain cities and things, and that's going to be on the news and, I would recommend watch very little of that. Don't, don't, don't sit there and watch it like it's, you know, a blockbuster movie because that stuff will get in you. And then they'll say, well, even in Tampa, you know, it's always Ebor City, something's busted out. But you know, uh, even in Tampa, there's a march, there's a thing, there's something happening that's really terrible. And you just wonder, is that going to come to my neighborhood or whatever? And you know, you just have to, Stop in Jesus' name feeding on that. And, um, and, and uh, nothing else with that. But that's, I love that. We don't want our heart to fail us for looking after the things which are coming on the earth. Amen. Right. Uh, John 16:33. These things have I spoken unto you that you might have peace. Everybody say peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Amen? Um, anyway, there's there's so many scriptures here. Should we just read through all these? They're pretty good. Um, oh, I like this too. This My, my a friend of mine, ministry, uh, wrote this out. But I think it's really good. He said, whenever feelings of fear come to you, boldly confess out loud. Uh, fear, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Satan, it is written, for God hath not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. In Jesus' name, I refuse to live in fear, and I will not tolerate it in my life. In Jesus' name, there is no fear in me, for greater is this is the same thing I said. Greater is he is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. So you you declare they've proven you can't think one thing and say another. You have to hook, hook it all up, you know. And um, so if your thinking is just causing fear and worry and doubt and depression to come on you, get your mouth involved. Praise God. The, the Bible is our sword, but you yield, you weld the wield, weld, weld, I don't know. I gotta learn the King's English before I leave the planet. You use the store, the, the sword or weld the sword with your mouth. Yeah. Not with waving the Bible in the air. Well, that might 
be a visual for you, but it doesn't do much for the devil. But it's the words that you speak. What he doesn't want us to do is ever figure out our authority with our mouth. Amen. Amen. You want to read some of these? Yeah, we do have so much authority. Um, We see here where uh, Deuteronomy 3.18, and the Lord, he uh, is that doth go before you, he will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. So what the scripture is saying is that you have somebody with you, and and today we know he's in us. Uh, But sometimes we forget that he is with us and that he's in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And I tell you, it emboldens you when you know God Almighty is with you all the time. And that he never leaves you nor forsakes you. You know, if there's something that I kind of dread doing, um, David will say, a lot of times he's such a good husband, he'll say, do you want me to go with you, <laughs> you know, and just be there and just be moral support? And, I, of course, I say, please, you know, yes, because it gives me strength to know that he is there with me. And if we would realize, and I believe we're realizing it more and more, that God is with us all the time. We sang it this morning. Emmanuel means God with us. And if we're feeling uh, less than or I don't know how to handle this or, I, you know, I don't know. um, We, David and I have just adopted the uh, thought that his grace can cover this, what I have to do. Yes. His grace will be there for me. In other words, his empowerment and his uh, might is going to be with me to handle whatever situation I need to. Yes. So I don't have to fear. Right. I don't have to be afraid. Amen. And he, he's with us. Amen. Um, Psalm 23, verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy, thy staff, they comfort me. Um, I like the part, and I underlined this or highlighted it. I will fear no evil. I love the word, two words, I will. Because it means I'm making a decision. And as an act of my will and my authority, this is what I'm doing. It's, and I think we read these scriptures and we think this is just going to come on us because it's there. And it doesn't just come on us. How many know it doesn't come? Salvation doesn't just come on you. That's the problem with uh, Calvinism, you know, the idea that, you know, everybody that can be saved will be saved. And the other, everybody else was off of John Calvin's list. And so they're doomed. But that's ridiculous. You know, it's the idea of, well, I don't even, a lot of, I've talked to a lot of Calvinists and they've said that they don't really know, they don't really have assurance of, heaven until they die because they said you don't really know if you were one of the ones or not well how how could you live with any kind of authority or faith with that that's just or peace with that right and no wonder some folks have a hard time you know when it is time for them to go on over they're afraid they're not going to make it uh we don't have you know you don't even have to die in fear did you know that you don't have to die with fear of the future for going to the next phase, amen, to eternity. I mean, you know, we, we're reluctant to talk about death in the church. Two things we don't like to talk about in the church, money and death. 
as if they're in the same category. But um, both are mentioned in the Word, and we're not even supposed to have fear of death. Did you know that? That's true. A lot of people, though, I don't know if I'm going to travel. I don't want to die. Well, you know, I mean, dear God, you could die in your house. There was a guy that was sitting in Sefner. How many remember that? About four years ago, and the, his whole bedroom went out. The sinkhole came up and swallowed his whole room. So, you know, come on. You, you can't live your life in fear of, I'm going to die. Well, we're all going to die if Jesus tarries at some point. So stop living in fear of it. Amen. It's Amen. just like, praise God. It's like going from this room to the next. You, you can just go in peace when it's your time to go. Amen. That's right. And, uh, well, I'm not getting Calvinistic on that either. Please don't go weird on me with that. <laughs> but, uh, I just mean when it's your day, when it's your time to go, praise the Lord and you and the Lord work that out and go on over. You can just go in peace. Yes. With joy, expecting heaven's splendor just in a snap. Amen. Yeah. So you don't even have to have fear of anything. Praise God. I, I love it though. I will fear no evil. I, as a, as an act of my will, I make the decision that I will not fear. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, this one is kind of a dare from the Lord. Read that one, Scarlett. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Like just name somebody. <laughs> well, my Aunt Myrtle, she's something to be dealt with, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but come on, right? Yeah. I got a little short list of folks, too. but <laughs> I've said at times, God's bigger than that person. You know, when they, when a person becomes so big and so haunting. Controlling and roaring at you. Right. Uh, just remind myself God yeah. is bigger by saying it out loud, like Pastor And Davidson. say, of whom shall I be afraid? Amen. Um, Psalm 34, 4, I sought the Lord and he ignored me. And now I'm going from meeting to meeting seeking deliverance. Is that what it says? No. I sought the Lord and he heard me. Woo! Praise God. I, I'm like, I'm going to agree with Jesus. He said, I thank you, Father, that you hear me always when I pray. I've been in Pentecostal meetings. Folks get up from the altar area and after we've reloaded the choir three times and sang glory, 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 somebody touched me and they got up and kind of sunk back to their seat like, you know, like they're defeated. And you say, what's wrong? You were down at the altar for an hour and a half, screaming your brains out, blowing snot and everything else. What's wrong with you? Well, uh, I just, I don't feel like the Lord's hearing me. Well, what would that feel like? I mean, stop going by how you feel and just declare these things, whether you feel it or not. Just, it's the truth. How many believe the word is the truth? Yeah. So the word is true whether you feel it or not. That's right. Praise God. I see a lot of people come to church, they want to feel something. I'm thinking, well, we could have a feeling line down here and just get a two-by-four and knock you in the head. You felt that? Praise the Lord. At least you can go home from church saying, I had a feeling. <laughs> and uh, that feeling thing, me growing up Pentecostal, I mean beehive hairdo Pentecostal, me growing up Pentecostal, 
we talked about how we felt all the time, all the time. So how you feel, and this will make you feel, and then and so that's great as long as you're feeling. But when you hit an an age or something, you know, where you don't feel anything anymore, if you went by how you felt, like Brother Hagen said, you just go jump off the bridge some days. So we, you know, and so we were just like inundated with feeling, feeling, feeling. I've got a feeling, you know, and that's okay. We sing that too. But, you know, it's like if you're not careful, because I'm thinking, well, what happens if you don't have a feeling and everything will be all right? Well, then you got to get in the word. Amen. Whether you feel it or not. Yeah, that's right. You can't have a marriage just based on feelings. You can't have a, even though ours are good. Praise the Lord. You know, what if you went to, we don't do anything else by feeling except for the things of God. Because you don't go to work because you have a feeling. You call in, I'm not coming in today. Why? Well, I don't feel like it. (laughs) Well, I would, you know, if I was the boss, I'd probably say, well, you know what? I don't feel like paying you either. (laughs) <laughs> you don't, I don't feel like it. Not not that you're sick or have a day, you know, whatever. But I mean, like you just, I don't know. I just don't feel like it. I just think I want to stay home and eat popcorn and watch movies. You know, <laughs> order bonbons. They'll deliver them now. You know, you can get everything from Uber Eats. But I'm just telling you, you know, we don't do anything else by feeling. We don't. You know, well, a mother doesn't get up in the night and go, well, the baby needs changing, but I ain't going to do it because I don't feel like it. (laughs) We do uh, everything based on truth and facts and what we need to do, amen, and our responsibilities till it comes to the things of God. And then it's, I don't feel like I used to feel. I'm not going back to church. I don't feel. I just don't feel the spirit. Yeah. We'll help you feel something. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, this um, again, though, I love it that I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. And that's you have to sometimes say that by faith. Did you pray about that? Yeah. Did He hear you? I'm going to say like Jesus, I thank God that he hears me always when I pray. Not based on uh, feeling, but based on faith. Amen. Amen. The Lord said, call unto me and I'll answer you Mm -hmm. and show you great and mighty things which you don't know. So take your situation that's causing you anxiety Mm -hmm. and think there's something about that you don't know. But the Lord will show it to you. Amen. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes information helps to overcome fearful thoughts. Yeah. Um, let's do this one, Scarlett. What time? What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Again, I will. I will or I will not. And then, of course, Psalm 91, the, a few verses here, 2, 10, and 11. Uh, I will say of the Lord, he is my, I will. You've got to do this. Like, like, take a hold of your mouth 
and make it work for you. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. I'm going to say that. My God in him will I trust. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Woo! For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Amen. Uh, we'll, we'll read a few more of these scriptures. Surely he sh- shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Oh, sorry. Psalm 112. Six through eight. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. Um, read to And I like that, David, because you can hear evil news, you know, a yeah. report, and uh, you really. Uh, at that point in time, I remember when my youngest child was 18 months old, uh, she just went kind of limp. I mean, it was really bad. We rushed her to the hospital, and they said, we think it's spinal meningitis. Yeah. At that time, it was really bad for children. And, I mean, I just broke down and started crying and weeping, you know. And, and yeah. a friend of mine was there and said, "Where where is your faith, Scarlett? <laughs> this, this, this is the time. That you use your faith. You yeah. know, it's not just in church praising the Lord. It's when you're at the emergency room with your 18-month-old and her life is threatened by a bad report. And and so, you know, when it says an evil report, it makes me think of that, that that's the time when our heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Amen. And, uh, of course, they came back and said it was pneumonia, which is still not good, but... Uh, we, you know, got ourselves back into our heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. And uh, thank God she recovered, you know, fairly quickly from yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that, too. His heart is established, fixed and established. In other words, I'm going to set my heart and remember I'm a child of God. Yeah. I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Um you know, this kind of preaching and teaching the, the, and getting this inside of you, this is what will put you over Tuesday night, you know, when there's no church service and the TV's gone on the blink and whatever else, you know. I mean, you, 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 have, to, you have to preach this to yourself. I was thinking today about church services, and I was thinking about what we do in church services, and it's really... The same thing we should be doing at home is what we do here. We just do it together and corporately. Amen. But in other words, we pray and we praise and we worship. Um, like when you put on your praise music at home, don't just have it background like it's Frank Sinatra. Uh, but sing along with it if you can, you know, and get the words. Some of the new stuff is the words are so complicated. You know what they're saying. They're talking about smoke coming out of the water or something. I don't know. But anyway, uh, you know, so if you got something, something that you can sing with, amen, put that on and worship God, for, at least with part of it or whatever. Uh, that's what we do here. We worship together. Amen. And, uh, and then the preaching. Yeah. I don't, I, well, there's plenty of preaching online and everything, but you can preach to yourself. It really becomes strong when you preach to yourself. 
and you say, listen here, David Horton. And I take myself by the nap of the neck and I make corrections and I, I, what did Paul tell Timothy about preaching? Uh, exhort, rebuke. Yeah. Sometimes I rebuke myself. <laughs> Anybody here? Say, good, we want to rebuke you anyway. <laughs> our other, our, our former church building where we met, uh, had a big wooden cross on the back wall, you know, it's about the size to fit somebody. And I said, uh, Pastor Leon, one time I said something about, um, nailing the pastor to the cross and he just said, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Sometimes, you know, it was so funny. You had to been there, I guess. And knew, knew his personality. So funny. It was, no, I, I didn't laugh so much. I was the new pastor, so I didn't want to be the guy crucified. Um, let's, uh, uh, you know, there, more of these are, are so much like some others that was, that we've, uh, read that we won't go through that. I wanted to, to show you these. Um, Isaiah 41, 10 and 11 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Um, they that uh, it says, they shall be as nothing, those who have come against thee. They that strive with you shall perish. These are strong words. Yeah. Um, Isaiah 54, 14, thou shalt not fear and, and from terror. It shall not come near thee because of righteousness. Um, um, I want to look at Hebrews 2.15. I'm jumping down here to save time. Deli- deli- talks about God delivering them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. That's most people. That's 98% of people. But I, I, I'm not going to be like that. Are you? We're not going to be bound by fear. Um, Hebrews... Uh, um, that's the same. Look at 1 John 4:18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love. And where do you think that comes from? God, right? Yeah. Casteth out fear for fear because fear has torment. How many know that's true? Yeah. Fear will torment you. He that feareth is not made, you could say, is not yet made perfect in love. Amen. And so I think that when fear comes and we're fearing, feareth, feareth,ing <laughs> that we need to, we need to say, Lord, I thank you that you are making me perfect in love. I'm reaching out to your love. Your love is putting me over. Amen. Amen. Uh, and then Psalm 91. Maybe we can figure out a way to print this out. Or something. Maybe yeah. Jerry Lee, you could make copies next week or something. We could have them. This, uh, this paper. Yeah. But, um, he's a friend of our ministry, but, uh, the great, great scriptures, great confessions, oh, so great prayers. Amen. Amen. And, uh, 
just, I, I don't know, it came in the mail the other day, and I thought this would be great to preach, so we yes. preached it. <laughs> Does it help anybody? Yes. Praise God. Praise God. You know, I, I've often told people, we talk about the prayer of agreement and have taught on the prayer of agreement, and I've had people run up to me and say, you know, Pastor, I have an incurable disease. Would you agree with me? Well, I know what they mean. Agree with me in prayer against it. But I'm trying to get folks to say the right thing. So they say, well, I'm sick. Agree with me. All right, I agree in Jesus' name that you're sick and it'll probably get worse. Uh, you know, you might even die from this. And they go, what are you doing? And I said, well, you said I'm sick. Agree with me. Okay, I'll agree. But what we should do and not just be in the confession monitor here or try to make a dogma because that's bad too. But what we can do is correct the way we say things. We'll make a difference to say, you know, pastor, I'm standing in faith for my healing. I'm standing in faith for my finances. I would like for you to agree with me. I'm standing on this scripture you know, that God's meeting my needs or whatever it is, or Isaiah 53, he bore my sicknesses and carried my pains. And I want your faith and your agreement to come to come with me. Amen. If you're struggling with fear, you can get somebody to agree with you about what the word says opposite that. Amen. I I mean, it's okay to confess and to say, you know, I'm I'm a little challenged here in this. And it's it's it's. I feel like uh, my foundation is shaky. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with me and help me? Amen? Amen. And a person of faith and a person of love will have scriptures just come right out of them and say, you know, I know I've been right where you are, but I'll tell you how I overcame. Right. First of all, I'm in Christ and he overcame the world. Are you in Christ today? Yeah, I'm in Christ. Okay, say that over and over again. I'm in Christ. I will not fear what man or anything else can do come against me. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's lift our hands and praise God today for the word. Again, like this paper says, I refuse to be afraid. Amen. I will not fear. Amen. I will rejoice in the finished work of Christ, which is bringing me everything that I need in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just praise him a minute. We're not in a rush. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Lord, we magnify you. We thank you that we're in this world, but we're not of it. Amen. And we are the light in the darkness. We are the salt of the earth, preserving it. And we thank you, Lord, for these things. Glory to God. In Jesus' name.